0: Turn with me, please, in the scriptures, verses we looked at last night, and we'll go over a little bit for those that weren't with us. First Samuel, second chapter, and Mark, the fourth chapter. The Lord has given me some really good things. I just am so excited about them. Hope you can be with us all week, because you can't do everything in, in one night. You need to lay a, a foundation. I heard an older minister talking about this one time. Is an excellent scripture. It, 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 out of Ecclesiastes, he said, uh, It says, Wherever the tree falls, that's where it lays. Yeah. That's deep. <laughs> where the tree falls, that's where it lays. And yet, man, the Spirit of God through him he went on to say he, he said I can't lay the big tree right now I got to clear out the underbrush yeah, right. yeah. now, any lumberjacks yeah. any people that, that deal with timber you know I've seen folks that just went out in their yard and said they'd cut a big tree <laughs> and then next week they had to get a new roof yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because as they were cutting, and they went, no, 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 not that way. (laughs) And the tree went the wrong way. (laughs) Or, especially a lot of times out in the woods, you cut a tree, it'll fall into another tree. Little stuff. And then you got your situation there. So you got to clear out the underbrush and clear out anything that would be in the way of the big tree. And then you got to fell the tree the way you want it to go. And then when it falls, it'll fall in the right place. And where it falls, it lays. And in ministry, it's that way. Sometimes you, you ever heard Brother Hagin talk about side journeys? <laughs> and he'll say these side journeys help as much as the main thing. Well, a lot of times that's what's happening is these things have to be cleared out because you're not ready to hear the big thing. Right? Amen. But then when it's cleared and it's right, and then when the Spirit of God lays the big tree in on you, <laughs> it stays where it lays. Yeah, that's
1: that's right. Right.
0: In uh, 1 Samuel 2. 1 Samuel 2, 30. Verse 30. Just the last part of the verse says, the Lord said, for them that honor me, I Will honor. And they that despise me. The Lord says. Shall be lightly esteemed. Read that out loud with me please. For them that honor me. I will honor. And they that despise me. Shall be lightly esteemed. Basically. You and I are going to be treated the way we treat him. Us and our things are going to be treated and handled the way we handle and treat him and his things. And that is fair. Isn't it? He is fair and just. Some folks, bless their hearts, they're confused about some things. And they say, well, yeah, no, that ain't right, Brother Keith, that's works. That's works. You know, what we receive got nothing to do with what we do. It's all because of what Jesus did. I'm not talking about being saved. I'm not talking about being righteous with God. I'm not talking about being accepted of him. We're talking about stewardship. What you get to handle Of his holy things. And people have mixed all this up together. Mm -hmm. Selah. (laughs) People have mixed all this up together. No. When it comes to being born again. Mm -hmm. That's all him. Right. Right? Right? That's all him. When it comes to us being accepted before God. That's all based on what he's done. But there's more to this life and walk. Than being saved. And acceptable in his sight. He is our father God. And he's training us. To rule and reign with him. Throughout the ages. And we are right now. Qualifying. Everybody say qualifying. Qualifying. We are qualifying. The Bible talks much. Jesus talked a lot about. uh, The Spirit of God, through Paul, talked a lot about reward. Yeah, that's right. A lot about reward. And it is not, God's kingdom is not socialist. Amen. It is not everybody gets the same. It's not. That wouldn't be fair. No. If you laid around and goofed off your whole life. and Didn't even try. Yeah. And this other guy worked real hard. And gave God his all. Mm-hmm. And y'all get the same. That ain't fair.
1: No.
0: It's not about being saved. Is, there, is everybody listening?
1: Yeah.
0: We're not talking about being saved. We're talking about stewardship. The handling. Of God's holy things. And the way he does it is that if you're faithful with the little, you you get to handle more. Hallelujah. If you show honor and respect with the little. And the word honor, like we talked about last night, the word honor, it means to be heavy. It means to make weighty. Heavy and weighty. And these terms have to do with value and worth. You see the word the same word uh, translated to honor uh, is translated glory. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with God's worth. His things are worth more than any other things. Amen. Are they? Yeah. His the blood of the lamb is Precious. Anybody remember? Precious. His holy word is precious. When I say precious, I don't mean some goofy religious term that somebody uses. oh that's precious. No. No. Precious means extremely expensive, very, very valuable. The Bible said, we could not be bought. With silver and gold. Yes. There's not enough. Yes, silver right. and gold. How much. The psalmist talks about the price. Of a soul. It ceases forever. There's not enough gold and platinum. On this planet. Yeah, right. To buy one soul. That's yeah. Yeah. But there was one thing. Yeah, sure. one-, yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> one thing. One thing. And only one thing that was valuable enough to purchase not just one, but all. Oh, how valuable is the blood of the Lamb? We really don't know. But we can be thankful, can't we? And we can honor it. It should bother you when you hear people sliding the things of God and blaspheming God and His things and treating them with contempt. It should bother you. Don't get calloused to it. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but uh, several practical ways that you show honor. And one of them is how you talk about things or how you refer to them. And that's with people. I know some people, God, His things. How you talk about it, how you refer to them. Some years ago, I was out in ministry, and a fellow came by. He was a fellow, Ray McGrath, from years back, and he said, "Hey, brother Keith, how things are going?" He said, "How's the old man?" <laughs> I felt almost like he slapped me. The old man, some brother Hagen. How's the old man? That's not good. That's not good. Now, now, me telling you that way, you obviously are agreeing with it, but why didn't he see that that's not good? We don't go for formality. I'm telling you how he thinks. We don't go for all that formality. We're just loose and... And friends and and, and too loose. Loose, loose. Are you listening? Yeah. Too loose. Yeah. Nothing's important. Yeah. Nothing's sacred. Nothing's holy. Yeah. Every, everything's fine if you do. Fine if you don't. No. Whatever. No. no big deal. Yeah. These are the words of despising. This is despising. Despising can be as simple. As ignoring something. That's important. No. You don't refer to your father in the faith. As the old man. You don't refer. To your wife. Who's a daughter of God. And an amazing gift in your life. As your old lady. Come on are y'all with me now. We live. We live. In a rude, crude, dishonoring world, but we're not of this world. Amen. Oh, come on, come on. We, we're not of it. Not. <laughs> we're of another make. No, that's Thank you, Lord. Amen. And if you have gone very far with God, I'm not a crybaby. Uh, that's may maybe not the right term. I, I don't cry a whole lot. For every reason. I grew up. Amongst men that didn't do that. And if they did start to cry. It was usually. "Hmm," An expletive and go. "Hmm, Let's do something you know. And. uh, (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) But. There's something. That will cause me to tear up. Every time. And it's when you touch. The honor of God. Because you're touching the inside of God. You're touching his essence. What he is. And it'll just, it'll change you. It'll sweep through you and over you and change you. He is perfection. He is truth. He is honor. He is faithful. Come on, are you with me? Beyond description, he is so good. And all of that has to do with his weight of value of worth. And it's good to shout and be happy and have fun, but there are times when it'd be inappropriate to cackle when something holy and serious is happening. We need to know what's happening, which which way the Spirit of God is moving. If we yield to him, there'll be times when we'll be quiet and reverent and, and, and not scared and not formal. That's not what we're talking about at all. And then there'll be times when you'd fall on your face and, and weep. Yes. Come on, are you all with me? Yes. Remember the Lord said, you see what kind of people I chose? Expressive souls. Yes. When the Spirit of God moves on you, you're not supposed to stifle and and try to resist. If it's time to cry, it's time to cry. Cry. It's time to run. It's time to run. Run. Don't sit and look at everybody else. Break loose. Hit her, boy. It's time to shout. It's time to shout. But if it's time to be still Mm -hmm. and know He is God and look by faith at His awesomeness, Then show respect and not do something goofy when it's time to do that. Do we need to discern which way the Spirit's manifesting? Mark 4, if you'd go there, please. The Lord said, Them that honor me, I will honor. Boy, this has multiplied in me so much, even since last night. But exactly what needs to come out in these days, we will have. Mark 4 23, Jesus said, If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. That means you can hear the things of God and yet not hear them. What would determine who hears it? Keep reading. He said to them, and he said to them, take heed what you hear. Luke says, take heed how you hear. What is he talking about? With what measure you meet. It shall be measured to you. He's still talking about hearing. How do you have ears to hear? What does it mean how you meet? Well, it's the same word for measure. It's how you measure up what you're hearing. Is it important? Is it unimportant? Is it a big deal? Is it no big deal? How you determine, how you measure up what's happening, what you're hearing, what you're seeing determines what you hear as far as revelation is concerned and what we receive despising would sound like this oh, have you been listening to the word yeah all the time can't tell us doing any good are you a tither you're a giver yeah yeah but I ain't no better off and people think that proves it doesn't work. Well, I tried that, and it didn't work. Wrong. It tried you, and you failed. The psalmist said, until Joseph's word came, the word of the Lord tried him. mm This is all by faith. Oh, is everybody awake? Yes you don't have to feel one ebb of excitement to say, I heard the word of God and it came into me and it is working powerfully in me right now. Why? Not making much of a man or a woman or a preacher, making much of the word of God. Oh, come on, somebody say yes. Yes. Yes, what? Yes, this is important. I was talking with some fellow ministers last night. I've had privilege to have fellowship with some of the, I believe some of the greatest men and women of God in our generation already. And every one of them at some time or other had said some of the same things I thought. they, After they ministered with an amazing service, they said, man, you just always feel like you could have done better. You know? Uh, I've heard people say after an outstanding thing. Was that all right? You know? The enemy does the same thing to all of us. He'll come and say, that was pretty shoddy. I mean, that was just, you know. And if you walk by sight and feelings, then you're always looking for a response. Well, boy, they didn't seem to be too excited about that. I mean... And the enemy say, that's because it wasn't any good. Yeah. <laughs> <That's exactly right. laughs> and if you're not smart, you go, well, I guess so. It wasn't very, <laughs> wasn't very good. And how did I learn these things? Yeah, that's right. But I stopped this some years ago. And there's been times I hadn't felt too good about how it went. But that's when I speak and say, the Word of the Lord does not return void. Oh, come on, are you listening? It does not return void. I mean, if I was up there just reading newspaper or doing something goofy, that's one thing. But I read the Word of God, I preached it and taught it with the faith that I had. Something happened. Something happened. See, we're talking about eternal seed. You won't see some of the effects of the seed of the word of God to the next generation. You have no idea what just happened. You have no idea. But God expects us to do it in faith. Well if you minister it in faith you can receive it in faith. Even if you weren't all that excited about the service. Did some word go forth? Yes. Yes. If it did. Yes. You need to say. By faith I receive that. Amen. Yeah. That has come into me. Right. It is changing my life. Yeah, right. And the measure. You meet to it. Yeah. Will be the measure. You receive from yeah. it. Yeah, that's, good. that's another way of saying. If you honor him. He's going to honor you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh come on dear. Are you with me on this? Yes. Oh, somebody say glory to, God. Glory, to God. glory to God. Glory to God. The devil is the despiser. Turn with me over to Mark 7 while I'm talking about this. Mark 7. The devil is the despiser. He is the belittler. He, he's always trying to... Diminish things? Why? He's the mocker. He's the blasphemer. Oh, that's nothing. That means nothing. And that's why people talk the way they do. Oh, I'm I'm not important. Oh, I don't know much. Oh, I hadn't done anything. That's not humility. I said that's not humility. If the Lord gave it to you and you belittle it, just because it came through you doesn't mean it's any less Him. And you're belittling something He said and did because it came through you as a vessel. Paul said, I magnify mine office. Yes. Is He making a big deal out of Himself? No. no. He didn't call Himself, He didn't anoint Himself. It sounds like pride to some folks, but it's a revelation. Our folks have heard me say, you are receiving some of the best ministry on the planet. Amen. God is giving us some of the best word and revelation and manifestation of God on the planet, anywhere. you sure think a lot of yourself it doesn't have to do with that see that's a misunderstanding if he's given it to us I'm not thinking it up Phyllis or Dave or whoever we're not inventing it fabricating it and if he did give it to us what's the key to us getting more somebody got it right then if he did give it to us if it's him if I make light of it, that's yeah. we need to distinguish between the cup and what's in the cup.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, our country has uh, experienced some turmoil because of racism recently. And Phyllis has got two little dogs. She's got a white dog and a black dog. <laughs> And they are great little dogs. But I don't think the white one knows he's white. And I don't think the black one knows she's black. And we were sitting on the porch the other day and they were sitting beside me and I looked down and I thought, black and white. And I told Phyllis, I said, And that's all the difference it is. Between us. People say, Oh, there's difference between black and white. No. Culture. Skin color is zero difference. It don't make any difference than hair color or eye color. Everything else is learned behavior. Come on now. Not of his junk. But you got people all messed up. I don't drink from white cups. (laughs) You want to say, Well, stay thirsty (laughs) then. I don't drink from black cups. The cup is just the container. Come on now. Come on, are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God's got all kinds of different color cups. That's not the thing. Paul talked about that. He said, Apollos and me, who are we? We we just vessels that you receive through. It's God that gives the increase. It's not the cup, it's what's in the cup. And I know y'all all agree with this, but this goes further than race. It's all kind of, you know, I don't receive through Methodist cups, <laughs> I only receive through Baptist cups. Come on, are y'all with me? This is ignorance. Because God does it on purpose. Is everybody listening? He will take what you need and put it in a cup you don't like. (laughs) He will do it. I've seen him do it over and over again. Why? Because you need to get free. You need need to. (laughs) But the sad thing is, is many people are just doing without. They'd rather do without sad they're deceived (laughs) how'd we get into all that well it's true isn't it you want to know God well enough that you recognize him regardless of the vessel he's coming through there's been more than once in my life sometimes it's been out of the country sometimes it's been in the Lord's allowed us to minister in different groups. Several years ago, we were up in the northeast in a church, great big stone cathedral and stained glass. We were the first guest minister outside of their denomination in 50-some years. And it was quite different. But uh, Phyllis and I made the commitment in our kitchen back years ago when we were going to Ramah. I saw some of this and we got down on the floor and we said, Lord, we are not going to pick and choose. That's right. That's right. We, we want you to be able to use us in more than just one or two little circles. Exactly. And in order to do that, how many understand it's hard to minister to people you talked about. Mm-hmm. Especially when they heard it. Yeah. <laughs> don't make fun of other denominations just stop it I don't care if you grow up in it if they're walking in all the light they have that's as good as you can do and you got a full time job walking in the light that you have buddy boy Sister girl. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. God loves us so much. And he wants this love to come through us to other people. But I say, and there have been times I've been out of the country and in other groups and other denominations, and the Spirit of God began to speak or do something, and I would think, uh uh-uh. You know that's not how we do it. That's not. And then I'd close my eyes and I think, that's the Holy Ghost. Then I open, look at them, and go, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I just have to close my eyes. Do you want to be spiritual enough that you recognize Him, no matter who He's coming through and how? And if we do, we will get the rich diversity. Oh, hallelujah. God is big. He has so much. And he manifests different parts of himself through different groups. It doesn't make it better. It's just a different part. Oh, but when you put it all together, it is marvelous. So rich. Don't deny yourself. Don't deprive yourself of the richness of God. You don't have to pick.
1: Amen. <laughs>
0: huh? Go to First Corinthians three. 1 Corinthians three. And verse twenty-one. First Corinthians three twenty one. He said, Therefore, let no man glory in men. We're still talking about the same thing. Glory, honor. For all things are yours. Come on, say it out loud. All, All things, things are yours. Keep reading. Now what things he talking about? He's talking specifically about ministry and people. Because if you read earlier in the chapter, there was division. Back up to the third verse, he said, you're carnal. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to say it plain. <laughs> What's my problem brother? the You're carnal. (laughs) (laughs) For whereas there is envy. And strife. Uh. And divisions. So what's wrong with the problems in our country? Carnal Carnal people. A lot of them unsaved. Don't even know God. Just because you go to church don't mean you know God.
1: That's right. (laughs)
0: And you walk like men. Talking about mere unsaved men. Verse 4. Why? One of them saying I'm a Paul. We are of the Pauline persuasion. (laughs) We are of Apollos. He was a great teacher. Are you not carnal? And if you read of the passage. He talked about Peter. One group said, We're not of any of them. We're just Jesus only. (laughs) Jesusites. Well, that sounds super spiritual, but it ain't. (laughs) Paul's group. We don't want to just identify with one group. Word of faith. Faith people. We are. But do you want to, do you want that to be the only thing you know anything about? Right. Right. Oh, did I lose somebody? Right. Nope. <laughs> do you have to pick? No. 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 Let me help you out with this. Faith or grace? Uh oh. oh. Let me tell you the answer. Yes. Yes. You you a grace person? Yes. Yes. You a faith person? Yes. Healing person? Yes. Yes. Gifts of the Spirit? Yes. Yes. That's right. Well no. Which one are you? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I got my scripture right here. Is that right? All things Oh come on, help me out. All things are yours. Whether Paul, Apollos, Cephas, the world, life, death, things present, things to come. Say it again. All things I don't have to pick. I don't have to pick. Mom Hagen used to make fun of me because when we go out to eat I'd get uh, too many things. (laughs) What are you going to have to drink? I'd mostly say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Take some lemonade and some tea. And, yep. and coffee. And, you don't need all that. Ain't about need. <laughs> 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 all things. Oh, somebody say all things. All, all things, things. All things. All things. All all you see the spirit of God moving on here. You may not even speak their language. Never saw them before. But you go, that's mine. Yeah, that's mine. I got some. I'm taking some of that. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. See, people over here, they may be a 500-year-old group that you thought was dried up, and, and then you see the Spirit of God moving on. You go, oh, I, I got me some of that, too. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Come on, somebody say, it's all mine. It's all mine. I don't have to pick and choose. It's all mine. Oh, yeah, I want me some Baptist revelation. I want some Presbyterian revelation. I want some Catholic revelation. Come on, are y'all with me? I want, I want it all. I want it all. You got too many drinks, brother. No, I don't. Make the table bigger. since <laughs> you got too many drinks. Table's too little. God is a net breaking, yes. ship sinking, yes. cup running over. Yes. Come on, is that right? Yes. Too yes. much yes. Jesus. It thrills him. Yes. He would know to the last. Micro dot yeah. how much to put in the glass, but he keeps pouring. Oh yeah. He just keeps on pouring and you go, God, God, it's a spilling it over. He goes, Yeah, ain't it great? <laughs> God, God, it's running off on the table. He goes, It's wonderful,
1: eh?
0: Glory. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Somebody say, Lord, help me renew my mind. Help me to help me to think right. Get delivered from this little stingy tight stuff. Oh, hallelujah. All things are mine. I don't have to pick and choose. Whew. The enemy is the despiser. You remember that? Thought I forgot where I was. I did.
1: <laughs>
0: and the Holy Spirit reminded me. <laughs> but if you don't say that you just stay smooth and cool, you know. But the devil is the despiser. And he is because he genuinely hates God. And he hates us and he hates all these things. But it's more than that. Mm. There's strategy involved.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's good.
0: And the Lord gave me this phrase. If you diminish the place of something. Then you weaken its power. If the enemy can get you to belittle something. Then its power and effect in your life is taken away. Because the measure of power and result is tied directly to your measure of honor and respect that you give it. So if you treat it like nothing, that's what you'll get out of It's nothing. And this is why the enemy is continuously trying to get us to belittle, downplay, despise, diminish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to make a big deal That's right. That's right. out of everything. Yeah. God does. Right. Oh, somebody say, make a big deal. Make, make a big deal. Big deal. Yeah. Little things matter. I mentioned that Corvette. I had, I always enjoyed sports cars. I always wanted a Corvette. And several years after Phyllis and I married, we got one and went in debt for it. The payment was high and the insurance was high. And the Lord began to talk to me about putting him first and tithing and and giving properly. And I realized I've already made commitments that's cutting into my giving. Mm -hmm. How many say you need to make the the, the choice to put God first before you sign a dotted line? You know what I'm talking about? So I committed myself, and I realized I had a brand new Corvette. I ain't going a month or two old, maybe three. And the Lord dealt with me, son. I don't care if you have five of these, but your priority has to be right. You have to put me first. And right now, that's not what you're doing. So I sold it at a big loss, and I rode with Phyllis for a year and a half. She was kind enough to let me ride alone. <laughs> and it was good for me. I learned some things. But at the end of that time, we bought a used Corvette, that yellow one, and it was right. We Our priorities were right. We were tithing. We were giving. We were sowing to ministries like we'd had on our heart. And this was not out of its place. And uh, Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Um, Hallelujah. You still in Mark 7 there? Go back to Mark 7 there. Um, Because of that, we were Obviously very thankful and enjoying it. Thank you, Lord. I need to do something different. Excuse me. Uh, I asked the Lord to arrest me if he wants to adjust me. I've asked him to many times. And so uh, that's just what we need to do then. I I may come back to that. I may not. Um, Matthew 6. Let's, let's back up. Several people were not with us last night. We went over to Genesis last night. And we looked at Cain and Abel. And we saw that Cain brought an offering to the Lord. That's all it said about it. And the Lord did not, Scripture said he did not respect Cain's offering. Everybody hear that? That's the word King James says he did not respect Cain's offering, but he did have respect under Abel's offering. Abel brought fluffy, Fluffy. Fluffy. (laughs) the best he had, the first fruits, the fat, the best he had. And the Lord told Cain, basically, I, I don't accept your offering. And in a short amount of time, he sunk into a depressed rage. Now, there's only a few people on the planet. And over the course of a short amount of time, this kept working in him until one day he went out to talk to his brother Abel probably about this. And as they got into the conversation, he wound up killing him. How does that happen? Over an offering. You kill your baby brother. What did he do to you? It's so bad. I'd mentioned to you that. When Phyllis and I first found out about. Prosperity. And God's will being abundance. And sowing and reaping. We're so thrilled. Still are. And begin to sow seed and begin to believe God. Begin to get a few things and come out of debt and lack and that kind of thing. But immediately almost you ran into people who were just violently opposed to the so-called prosperity gospel. Have you bumped into any of them? I mean, just think a preacher with a big house. Much less an airplane. Be about as low as you can go. But me believing something different than you do does not make me a crook.
1: That's right. That's right. Amen. That's right. amen. amen.
0: That airplane. We didn't receive money for orphanages and buy an airplane with it? People gave money for the airplane. That's right, amen. If we'd have spent it on orphanages, it would have been illegal and dishonest. Y'all with me? Yes. <laughs> we're going to get into some things before this is over with. Are you, are you ready? We, we're clearing out some underbrush. Y'all with me? We're getting ready to lay the big tree. <laughs> is this an issue? Yes, is. yes, is. not, not just among the world. But fellow Christians, church people, is that right? Ministers, oh man, you you want to see people get bent out of shape? You start talking about prosperity and God in the same sentence. And oh man. And invariably, people are going to bring up the poor. The poor. You got your place, where where are you in your place there? Matthew 6, that's just right. <laughs> Verse 21, the scripture says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Is that a truth? Yeah, that's right. The uh, New Living says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Today's English version says, for your heart will always be where your riches are. I was confounded as to why people were so intensely angry about talking about God blessing you with a car or a, a house or a, these kind of things or sowing big offerings. and Why? It's not their money. What do they care? They don't even go to church there? Some of them don't even believe in God? Why would you care? Why would you care? But we see that. Same spirit. Moved. Cain. To become murderous. Against his own brother. Over this same thing. Why? Why? A big offering. Abel gave. A big offering. It was big to him. Cain just brought. An offering. And God didn't accept it. Let me give you a little taste of this. We're Phyllis and I are pastors. We got wonderful people. Come to the church here. And we don't look. At what people give. I don't know what people give, don't want to. But if we did, you've been going here for X amount of time and I come to you and I say, this is your offering right here, yeah, we don't accept it. It's not good. <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> you should see some of the looks I just got across the like <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so terrible? That's exactly what God did. Why is that so awful? Well, it's not nice. Tell God that. That's what he did. you going to tell him it's not nice? Much of the church has been conformed to the world's way of thinking about these things. You just treat everybody like it's wonderful. Whatever you're doing is wonderful. If you're not doing, it's wonderful. You know? I know you're a millionaire, but you you put three dollars in. Bless your heart.
1: Good <laughs>
0: Actually, uh-uh, it ain't good. <laughs> Why didn't the Lord? respect nor accept Cain's offering because Cain didn't respect it himself That's right. this has nothing to do with money there was no U.S. dollars in Genesis 3 there was no currency at all there was no credit cards or paper or or coins. This has nothing to do with money. Tithing. Is not about money.
1: That's
0: right. It's not about money. People have made it about money. Oh they're just trying to get my money. Well if they really are. Leave. But don't sit around and gripe. Find somewhere that's honest. And get in there and tithe and give
1: yeah.
0: why well, can't find anybody excuses excuses yeah. oh my God. it ain't that you can't find anybody
1: yeah it's that you don't want to that's
0: right. yeah. you yeah. will always if that's in your mind you will always find some reason why they don't qualify yeah. oh, my. but the bottom line is you always wind up not doing anything. Yeah. And that's not okay. Cain killed Abel for the same reason they killed Jesus. You might say, what? Yeah. Same reason. The Lord said, he said, they hate me. In John, he said, they hate me because I testify of them that their works are evil. That's why Cain got so mad. Is because God told him. His offering was not good. Abel's was good. And his was not good. And it had nothing to do. With amount.
1: That's right. Amen.
0: It had to do with. The heart. Where your. Treasure is. That's where your heart is. And. Abel did the best he knew how to do. And come on now. When he brought Fluffy to God, God didn't go, Oh wow, it's a sheep. I've been wanting me a sheep. (laughs) Come on, y'all with me? Look at that. It's a sheep. He created sheep. (laughs) Cattle on a thousand hills. he is, you know, he said in the Psalms, he said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you about it. <laughs> That's wrong. If he wanted a sheep, he'd just get him a sheep or a million sheep. So it's not, oh, wow, it's a sheep. The value of the seed, the offering in these kind of things is determined by its value to the giver. By its value to the giver. Why didn't God accept Cain's offering? Why didn't he respect it? Because Cain himself didn't respect it. Didn't have to do. People tried to make it all kind of stuff. But it's it's about honor. Tithing's not about money. It's about acknowledging who your source is. That's right. Yes. Yeah it's about bringing the first part and the best with tithes and first fruits and offerings and saying God I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for you I wouldn't be alive wouldn't have had health and strength to do anything wouldn't have had any opportunities no matter how hard I worked or what deal I tried to do it wouldn't have come together it wouldn't have worked you have blessed me and so I gladly bring the tithe to you and offerings to you hallelujah Hallelujah. knowing there's a lot more where this came from and if you, if, if that's your heart you're not just going through a routine but if that's your heart not only have you honored him what comes after you honoring him come on come on come on it allows him access the act of honor allows access anybody remember Malachi 3 yes Bring all the tithes in the storehouse. Prove me not here with. If I want to open the windows, that's open. That's access. Open the windows of heaven. Pour you out blessings there won't be room enough to receive. And I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Do you want God in your business? This is how it works. It's not about earning it, it's not about works. It's about honor, it's about the heart. In 1st Chronicles 21, you would have to turn there, but put it up on the screen. 1st Chronicles 21 and, and 21. A judgment in this passage is coming on Israel. David has made some mistakes and others have too. And the Lord showed him what to do and that he needed to present an offering a certain way. And David came to Ornan and Ornan looked and saw David and he went out of the threshing floor. This is Ornan's property and place of business. And he bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. David said to Ornan. Let's just let stop right here. What, what did Ornan do? Showed respect. Showed respect. Another part of respect has to do with place. Acknowledging the place God has given people. You may not be able to respect everything. A person in a place does and says. But you must respect the place. Or you disrespect God. Who put them in the place. And if you think they don't deserve it. He put them in. He can take them out. But don't touch God's anointing. David knew this didn't he?
1: he
0: Where Saul Saul was a demon possessed man. At that point in his life. David said, I won't touch him. Called him God's anointed. He wasn't looking and acting like God's anointed. (laughs) But if God ever chose somebody. And ever used them. And ever anointed them. That should be big in your eyes. No matter what's going on right now. You remember, God picked them. He picked them. He used them. He chose them. Show respect. Mm -hmm. Somebody say, show respect. Show respect. So he did. And. David said to Ornan, he said, Grant me the place of this threshing floor that I may build an altar therein to the Lord, and you grant it me for full price. This is no negotiation. Would you please sell it to me? I want to pay you full price for this piece of land and this stuff right here, that the plague may be stayed from the people. Ornan said to David, Take it to you. Let my lord the king do what's good in his eyes. Lo, I give you the oxen for the burnt offerings and the threshing instruments for wood, the wheat for the meat offering. I give it all. I'm no sir. I'm giving it to you. Everybody say respect, respect, respect. And you might say, well, great, this just saved us thousands of dollars here, man. I mean, this is the Lord. You Mm-mm. Mm-mm. should not receive all offerings. Verse twenty-four. King David said to Ornan, no. Everybody say no. No. But I will verily buy it for the full price. Why? For I will not take that which is yours for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings without cost. Another place it says, which cost me nothing. So David gave to Ornan for the place 600 shekels of gold by weight. He paid top dollar and then some, I guess. Why? Because he knew. David knew God. And anybody that knows God, knows God is honor. That's who he is. That's what he is. That's his nature. That's his character. And he knew this inside. If it doesn't mean anything to me, it don't cost me anything. It won't mean anything when I give it to him. Come on, can you see this? God, God's yeah. not going to say, Oh, he's been wanting a threshing floor and some oxen. Yeah, that's right. You can't impress God yeah. with a big check. No. Yeah. And he's not going to despise a little check. Uh, right. It's not about the amount. Yes. Right. It's not, come on, somebody say, it's not about the money. It's not, not right. about the money. It's never been about the money. People have made it about the money, but it ain't about the money. Tell me what it's about. What's it about? It's about the heart. And if it doesn't mean anything to you. It doesn't mean anything to him. I don't care if it's a five million dollar check. And on the other end. If it's two mites. (laughs) Is that right? Less than two cents. The Lord thought enough about it. He got up. Publicly announced it. Is that right? Talked about it? Had it recorded for generations to come? Certainly wasn't about the amount. Mm -mm. What made it precious? The value of the gift to God is determined by its value to the giver. Why didn't God respect Cain's offering? Because Cain didn't respect it. Didn't mean anything to him. And religion. Has watered down offerings. To the point of routine. Plunking. In many many places. Pass the bucket. Play the song. Plunk plunk. (laughs) We need to stop it. It's not about doing some big thing. It's just about what's important to you. Can you say amen? amen. Thanks be to God. Everybody said out loud, Lord teach, me Lord, teach me about your honor. About your honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me see. Hallelujah. Let me see. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Thank you, Father. Oh, somebody say "Glory glory to God. Glory to God. Go with me to the book of Hebrews, please. You're going to Hebrews 11, please. The master said the world hates me this is John 7 7 the world hates me because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil that's why they hated him so much he would not tell them he would not tell the scribes and Pharisees that they were okay he wouldn't tell people their sin was okay Now, he didn't judge them. He didn't hate them. But nor would he tell them it was okay. He uh, would not confirm deception. Is that right? Right. And, uh, you know, I've had people adamantly say it. I've heard them say it on talk shows and everything else. Jesus taught love and acceptance. Adamant about it. And usually they're talking about accepting some kind of ungodly something. Well, you you have to love everybody. I'll agree with that. And accept them the way they are. No. You shouldn't accept you the way you are. You need to change. Honey (laughs) People say, well, the Lord loves me just the way I am. Said who? Said who? He loves you right now. He loves you no matter what. But don't assume he loves all your goofy ways. Yes, come to Jesus just as you are. But no, don't stay. Right. <laughs> Just as you are. Yeah. Do not stay. That's right. For your family's sake. For the community's sake. For people that have to work with you. Do not stay. Amen. Like you are. <laughs> and and I, I heard that one time on a talk show. And, and uh, the... It was actually pastors on an international talk show and and the host of the show was saying, now, now Jesus taught and you know, they probably didn't even believe in God. But Jesus taught love and acceptance and the pastors nodded. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the Lord spoke to me and said, no, I didn't. No, I did not. Well, I had to go study. I thought, Wow, I need, I need to look at this again. So I went and looked everywhere it said what he taught. And of course, he was right about what he taught. <laughs> I already figured that, but I knew I needed to know. He taught repentance, yeah. which is a whole lot different from except acceptance. Except That's exactly he taught repentance and he preached the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Kingdom of God. Don't let unbelievers tell you who Jesus is. Don't don't let ungodly folks tell you what Jesus taught. And they can't find one scripture to, to save them. We need to be much stronger in what we know. And what we believe. And you don't have to be mean. You don't have to be combative. You don't have to be abrasive. But you do need to be a pillar. Grounded. Rooted. <laughs> Not think so, hope so, maybe so. No, know. know what you know. And it'll have a wonderful effect on people around about you. Even though they don't like it, they can't get away from it. It'll stay with them after they leave you. You can smile and be nice, mm-hmm. and they'll explain all their stuff to you. And you go, "Do you understand? Do you understand?" And you go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So you agree? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. Yeah. What? Well, but, but you, you don't love me? You don't care? I do love you. I do care about you, but it's just not right. That's right. Contrary to the word. Mm-hmm. Right. No one of us should assume we've arrived. All of us need some correction. That's right. Did you find Hebrews?
1: Yes,
0: yes sir. Eleven. Seven. Well, don't don't forget six.
1: <laughs>
0: Eleven, six. What does it say? But without, but without faith, yeah. it's quite challenging. <laughs> uh-uh. Impossible, and you do not hear that word associated with God very often. Impossible to please Him, for he that comes to God must believe. That he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Do you believe he's a good God? He will give you not just what you need, but I'm telling you, somebody's going to get some nice stuff. I I got a glimpse of it last night. I saw somebody. It's about, I don't know, two or three months, I'm guessing, from now. and, and, And I saw him exclaim... This is so nice. <laughs> Tell me when that happens to you. I want to know. I want to know what I saw. I want to know. They, and it was no put on. It, man, it was from the heart. This is so nice. You, you, you probably ought to practice. Get warmed up for it. So, this is so nice. This is so nice. This is so nice. Ha <laughs> What is it? It's the goodness of God. And it would be him honoring you. In response to what? You honoring him. Verse 7. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear. Now, you've got to watch it. You'll, you'll miss that word. Other translations say reverence. Respect. Respect. Moved with reverence. Prepared an ark. To the saving of his house. By the which he did what? Condemn He. (laughs) He condemned the world. And became heir of the righteousness. Which is by faith. We were talking about racism a little bit ago. We all go back to him. Right? You know, it's really ignorant. I started to say stupid, but it's, it's really not wise to brag about what you are. You don't know what you are. I guarantee you, whatever you think you don't like, some of that's in you. Maybe a lot of it. It's just... mm. All of us go back to, to here. Right? All got the same grandpa. We can. Every one of us can, can, can. It's it's hating yourself is what it is. He, by his faith response and by his faith action, two big things it said happened. He condemned the world and he inherited. He became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Let me read this to you from some other translations. The Amplified. Noah took heed and diligently and reverently constructed and prepared an ark. This is a revelation. Everybody say diligently. diligently. Reverently. 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 To Noah, the building of this ark was a holy assignment. In the middle of, you talk about a perverted world. The Bible said the whole earth was filled with violence. You think we got crime today? I okay. the Lord say to me one time. He said, where you live and the world you live in is nowhere near as bad as it's ever been. You talk about a world out of control. The earth was filled with violence. You talk killing, maiming, stealing I mean, everywhere it was just everywhere, and of course, you, if you got no respect for somebody's life, you're sure not going to have respect for other stuff, lesser stuff. There's just there's no respect, there's no reverence for anything. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. There was still somebody that respected God, and when God gave him this assignment. It was holy to him. He did it reverently. He did it respectfully. And by this, his faith passed judgment and sentence on the world's unbelief. By contrast, the light exposed the darkness.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. Oh, come on, can you see this? Yeah, I can see. Most folks in the world, that have said, nobody believes in that anymore. Nobody. And man, you, it'd be easy to believe because you could have traveled all over the known world and met who knows how many people and you wouldn't have found a one. But it wasn't true. There was somebody who loved God with all her heart, who respected God above, ever, above life itself and who would do anything he told him to do. And his faith and reverence and obedience condemned the rest of the world. Abel's gift showed up Cain's lack of love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, can you see? It? Yeah. Yes. And his lack of respect. And when the light shows up, deficiency, wow. you got a choice to make you got a choice to make. Sometimes I've heard people say, you know, boy, the Holy Spirit really condemned me about some things that is not true. The Holy Spirit will convict you. Another word for that is convince. He will show it to you in the most powerful, convincing way. But He's not condemning you. If in the light you see your error, your sin, your deficiency, then your own heart yeah. will condemn you. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's, that's good. what First John says. Yeah. Yeah. And if your heart condemns you not, then you have confidence yes. toward God yes. and whatever you ask you receive. Yes. Yes. Right. But uh, in the light, you see what's wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. You see what's short. And uh, your response then shows your heart. It shows who you really are. It showed who Cain really was. When Abel came and gave that great offering. And God received it. And let everybody know how happy he was with Fluffy. And then he let everybody know about Cain. No, I don't receive your offering Cain now look, if you'll do good I'll receive you but if you don't sin's at the door here he has a choice in front of him, doesn't he? I mean, he has seen my love for God's not where it should be this is why people get so mad about tithing my my respect for God and my, God being my priority is not where it should be. I've gotten busy with the world. I've gotten busy with, you know, golf and, and, and soccer and, and house and this and that and, and all the other. And I have let the things of God slip. Yeah. And I pay everything else before I even think about the church. I, I do all our hobbies and I buy Corvettes. Yeah. <laughs> and my giving's not where it needs to be. I'm talking about myself. Right. but when the Lord showed me that, well, I'll tell you exactly how He showed me, Phyllis and I got in trouble financially. We were behind month after month after month and and it was just getting worse, and this happened for a couple of years. and finally one day I came in after work and fell across the bed and I said, "God." I know this is not you. I, this is not your will. Lack is not your will. Poverty, the strain and this pressure is not your will. Help me, please. I, I, in tears, I said, help me, please. Show me what I'm not seeing. Remind me, uh, whoever you can use to help me. Send them to me, send me across their stuff or help me. And looking back now, I, I didn't know all the answers after I got through praying. But looking back now, he heard my prayer. And immediately things started, sort because he knew I, I was serious. And he took me to Habakkuk. You ever read that? Yes. And it says, among other things, the people say it's not time to build the Lord's house. And he said, is it time to build your house? And I'd read it, and then I'd think, okay. And the Lord prompted me to read it again. Mm-hmm. I'd read it again. This happened for 20, 25 times. And I thought, Lord, what am I not seeing here? Mm-hmm. And finally one day I saw it. Mm-hmm. It's just like big letters on top of the page, Matthew 6:33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And the Lord said to me, he said, son, you like many of my people, you know this verse, you are not doing it. You are not practicing it. You've put other things first. Well, I got a decision to make, don't I? What am I gonna do? I can either snuff at it, I can get hurt, I can get mad. Can you see this? I can say, We left home and and went into the ministry and and we did that won't change the fact that you ain't doing Matthew six (laughs) thirty-three. thank God by his grace. I said, yes, sir. Forgive me. That's changing. Phyllis and I talked about it. We prayed over it. We sold cars. We sold stuff. We stopped going out to eat. Come on, are y'all listening to me? And we we didn't kind of sort of tithe. We tithed. The first ten plus one well, it was an offering 11% came right off the top of everything that came into us and we separated it from our stuff and put it in what we called God account and that's his, you don't touch it, that's his come on you with me and the Lord dealt with us we were supposed to support certain ministries that we had received so much from and so we started sending them $20 a month know that doesn't sound like much but it was clockwork, every month that 20 was there and then it was 50 and then it was a hundred. Come on, y'all listening to me. Now it's thousands. Yes. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory to, glory to God. But that enabled God to turn things around for us. Yes. In just a little over a year, all kind of amazing things happened for us. Yes. We're in the best shape we had ever been in. Can you say glory to God? Glory to God. Why? Why? would Wasn't because we're preachers. We're going under his preachers. <laughs> These are not preacher verses. <laughs> we had somebody tell us one time, well, if we had, had all the help y'all do, we'd be in good shape too. We didn't start with all this. <laughs> when God adds to you, he's honoring you. In response to what? That you have honored him. Oh somebody say glory to God. God. When Cain saw. When he saw that. He had two ways he could go. Tell me the right way. Help me out. When Cain saw Abel. Bring Fluffy up there. It showed him up. Had nothing to do with money. Had nothing to do with whose check was the biggest. Nothing to do with that. It showed up his lack of love for God. It showed up his lack of respect for the Father. What could he have done? He could have said, I know better than this. What am I doing with this little junk here I got? I, can, I got so much better. Forgive me, Lord. He could have been inspired. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I'm coming up. But instead of that, he refused to accept the correction from God. It was the Almighty who told him personally, directly. So if people don't receive what God said through you, don't fall off your chair. I mean, they, they won't receive it directly from him either. I know when Phyllis and I first camp meeting we went to, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Man, we'd never seen it. I didn't know there was that many tongue talking people in the world. I looked around, saw ten thousand people in the civic center, and at different points they all stood up and spoke in tongues. I didn't speak in tongues yet. Phyllis did, but I didn't. I'd been tarrying. For some yeah, you laughed now, it wasn't funny at the time. <laughs> for some time. <laughs> you have you you heard the story or not? I mean, Phyllis grew up Catholic. They didn't know about tongue talking, but she married me and my folks. Uh, my grandmother was Pentecostal. She was secretary treasurer of church, Pentecostal Church, Sunday school teacher for what 60 years or whatever it was. And man, we tongue talking, shouting, jumping people, and and so we had revival. I, I I wanted to be filled with the Spirit, and all I needed was tarrying. So I'd go down and tarry, tarry, tarry. And finally one night, Phyllis she got tired of doing that, and she came down and said, Lord. Whatever he wants, would you please give it to him and, and so we can go home. And if there's something else that we need, you know, then uh, give it to uh, And And with, before the night was over, she's filled with the Holy Ghost. I thought, God, I'm Pentecostal. <laughs> but still, by the time we went to camp meeting, I, I wasn't speaking in tongues yet. And when I saw all those people, I thought, glory to God, look at this. And then they had a special offering for Ramah. And Brother Fred and and Betty Price came down and brought a $50,000 check. I looked at that and I didn't get mad. Is anybody in here with me now? Do you know why I'm talking about all this? Why they have to have these public offerings like this. The Lord said don't let one hand know what the other one does. (laughs) there's more than one kind of offering he's talking about giving to the poor when he's talking about don't let one hand know what the other. there are bible examples of public offerings where the amounts were announced and recorded you can go read them right now we call them whopper chunk yeah. <laughs> why do people get mad about that though it's not a trick question you should know by now we've covered script. why why does that make people mad? It shows up. Their lack. Of love for God. And their lack of respect. For his things. That's why they get so mad. Because if they had repent. They wouldn't have got mad.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: They would have joined us.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: they would have said. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> Which is what Phyllis and I. We sat there. Two little country kids with nothing. I mean, we were the country we got lost every night trying to go back to the hotel room. <laughs> I'm not joking. We just, and it, you know, we barely had enough money, gas money, to get home. And we sat there and we saw Brother Fred and Miss Betty Price. They went down there and brought that $50,000 offering. I looked at Phyllis. You looked at me. He said, one day. One day. Well, somebody say one day. I didn't get mad at him. I didn't get mad at the offering because it went long. Now you're laughing. What's the problem with all this? See? Why can't people feel like they can even talk about an offering? Is it okay to tell people their lack of love is acceptable? No. Mm -mm. No. Their failure to give God priority in their life is okay. Are we representing God when we either say it or imply it? I'm not talking about making demands on people. We never ask people to do things. We don't even do it. That's not what you do. But you do hold up a standard. That's right. That's right. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. And you're not ashamed of the things of God. That's right. Including offerings. That's right. That's right. If God gave you something big. You don't be ashamed of it. Right. Right. It's not what you have. It's how you got it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Phyllis and I put on the big screen. We put our cars up there. We put our motorcycles up there. We put our boats up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Show everybody. Yeah, sure. We got a big boat. Whoo! Their, their, their pastors would not dare yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. They hide it within an inch of their life that they bought an expensive pair of shoes. Who, yeah. those look nice? I got them on sale. Got them on <laughs> sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bargain. You keep just going to something else, you know. But it hurts. The people. It leaves the impression. That they're right. About despising. The offerings of the
1: Lord.
0: It leaves the impression. That God. Doesn't want you. To have expensive things. And nice things. It misrepresents. God. And I know that's the last thing any man or woman of God want to do. It's not about the money. It's about the heart. Isn't it? Yes. It's about the heart. And with the honor comes the response from God. And it is without price. When I was first year student at Ramah, we're believing for every tank of gas and every meal. And young man was speaking in the healing school one for a couple of weeks, and I was so blessed because of his ministry. He had graduated just a few years ago, and he he was not very old either, but he was man. God was using him. I was getting so much out of it, and the Lord dealt with me. Go sow him your five dollars. It's all I had that week. I didn't want to do it because it's only five dollars. You know, little. And so I, I didn't do it the first day, and it came up again. Go, go, sow him your five dollars. Of course, I'm, I'm learning how to hear from God. Finally, I realized, ask the Lord. I thought, I thought, Lord, can I just do it anonymously? You know, just looked at debt with me. I want you to go up to him, talk to him, sow him your five dollars. I thought, mm. see, it's part of what he's dealing with is my pride. Yeah. I need to give. This is where I am. I don't need to pretend, play games about where I am.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: If you don't start where you are, you'll stay where you are. Right. But in order to start where you are, you've got to acknowledge
1: yeah.
0: where you are. I know when we first moved to Tulsa to go to school, some people across from our little apartment where we moved in, and it was a rough little place in the rough part of town. They came out, they said, welcome to Tulsa. (laughs) He said, thanks. They said, what would they have, Phyllis say? Beans and cornbread. But they didn't know it, but that, you know, they're talking my language, they were singing my song. And they said, all we got is this pot of beans and cornbread, but would y'all like to join us for it? We said, yes. Man, we enjoyed them beans and cornbread. We enjoyed their fellowship. A lot of folks are not enjoying fellowship with each other because they, uh, they got this idea, false idea about faith and prosperity and they're, uh, they're pretending to be at a level they're not and so they don't want people to see how they actually live. And so they never invite them over for a meal. And I had a fellow tell me one time, bless his heart, he said uh, would you and Miss Phyllis come and, and eat with us and and I don't always do that, but the Lord prompted, yeah, go. So I said, yeah. Then he came back the next day. He said, uh, uh I'm sorry, but can I withdraw that invitation? I said, what? He said, well, my wife said, we got to buy all new furniture if you come. And we just, we can't buy all new furniture. I said, what? 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 <laughs> my granddad always used to say, such as it is, you're welcome to it. <laughs> You know, down south, especially that, you know, they had a three room, not three bedroom, three room house. Folks pull up in the driveway with five kids, somebody else come in with nine kids, and they say, Y'all spend the night. What? (laughs) Spend the night. (laughs) Spend the night. And they did. (laughs) Pallets everywhere, (laughs) stacked like cordwood, and had a great time. Had a great time. A person's life does not consist. In the abundance of the things that they possess. that don't show you got faith. That don't mean that you're something big spiritual. That's right. But uh, I finally obeyed. Now I went up to that young man. And had my five dollars. I kind of had it folded up where you couldn't see the number you know. <laughs> I know why you're laughing too. Because you've done the same. <laughs> I said. Uh, <laughs> sitting up here. Brother Jerome. And uh, I came, stand, stand right over here. Yeah. Face me, please. I came over to him. And uh, I said, uh, I said, brother, I called his name. I said, man, the, the Lord has blessed me so much through your ministry. I wanted to sow this seed into you. He reached out his hand. When I touched his hand, the Spirit of God fell on us. Mm-hmm. I looked at him. He looked at me. Tears were down our face. He said, glory. I said, (laughs) who? And we stood there and we laughed and we cried and we shouted. You talk about a $5 blessing. (laughs) It had nothing to do. Oh, come on, everybody. It had nothing to do with $5. That was all I had. But what I, had, what I did express was some respect, yes. some honor, best I could at the time, some love, some respect. It's precious to God. I said it's precious to God. He received it like it was what I was giving, and God honored us with his presence. Oh, come on, his presence just came right on us. Oh, can you say glory to God? Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, lift up your hands. Just praise Him. Some Lord, we worship You. Oh, how we worship You. We give You glory. We give You honor. We praise Your holy name. Just stand up on your feet. Lift up your hands. Lord, we worship You. Lord, we praise You and and give You glory. Give You honor. Come on, let's, let's practice what we're talking about. Lord, we honor You. You are precious to us. Worthy. Oh, say that word. Worthy. Lord, we call You worthy. You are worth far more. Than anything on this planet of silver and gold and precious You are worth worth worthy, worthy 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 Oh hallelujah.
1: This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge